Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in cronies episode 71 of the man child chronicles podcast i'm here with my three best friends michael john and jay and tonight we're going to review movie roulette stories from a hat and the top 10 worst things about summer gentlemen i gotta tell you i have to go to a wedding this coming weekend and the wife told me I need to go get a different shirt because I have grown so fat. None of my nice shirts fit me. Uh, so we went to JC Penny to the big and tall section and every single shirt does not look good when you are fat. Does anybody else have that problem? <laughs> uh, I do. I have First, that first of all, Ryan, let's be clear. The clothes in that closet are shrinking, and I don't know why, yes. Jamie, okay? But they just keep getting smaller the longer I don't wear them, okay? It's the dry heat of the summer, okay? Yes, yes. It affects the closet greatly. Now, hold on, because don't you have, like, a million collared shirts with your workplace's insignia on it? Like, can't you just wear that? <laughs> I haven't bought a workplace insignia collared shirt in like 10 years. So <laughs> none of them fit me very good at all anymore. I have gained a lot of weight over the it's last. It's really uh, sad though. When your wife won't like even encourage you though. <laughs> like, yeah. like you look good. No, you need to go get a new one. No, so, you need another no. shirt. I grabbed no. like eight shirts, button up and polo, tried them all on. They all look terrible. And so I called my dad out of the dressing room and I'm like, dad, how casual, how much do I have dress? Can I be casual? Oh, of course. I go, I have this new Hawaiian shirt I bought with pineapple faces on it. <laughs> oh, Can I wear that to the wedding? He's like, oh, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Like, I'll, have, I'll have a Hawaiian shirt there with you, Ryan. Let's do this. Right. Thanks, you, need, you need to find a religion that wears, you know, large uh, Mox? Cl- cloaks or, or smocks or like almost like a a robe a or bag? something. Yeah. And then you just need to convert to that religion so you can wear something. Yeah, crazy. You're just and celebrating you... Kwanzaa. I mean, come yeah. on, just put, your, I'll just put go... the big African cloak on. I'll just go get some burlap bags and tie a rope around my waist. Be perfect. You could just go dressed as that uh, albino from the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, okay. So I... you're, you're going to a wedding. And that opens up a whole nother can of worms because there's so many awkward things that take place at a wedding. And and the interesting thing about life is that none of us learn about those awkward things until we do them because nobody tells you about them ahead of time. So then the weirdness just keeps perpetuating at weddings over and over and over again. So it's like, you know, you go to a wedding, they invite you, they invite you because they want your money or your gifts or something like that. So then you go through the receiving line. And, you know, Jim Gaffigan, I think, has whole bits on this, but he's like, uh, oh, hi, you're the grandma. That's that's great. Congratulations. I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> you always just say you never thought you would see this day, huh? 
I go to the weddings. Yeah. Sean makes it real awkward. Glad you haven't old. died yet. Huh? Be dead. Yeah. yeah. Glad you, you did, haven't died yet, huh? Did you guys ever see that Norm McDonald bit where uh Bob Saget's talking about oh. being Dean Martin and talking about his son? Have you ever seen that? Yes. Michael and John, have you seen that one? I don't yeah. think so. Well, let me uh-huh. tell it. Let me tell it because it's fantastic. So Bob Saget's on this Norm McDonald talk show and he's getting real in the moment. He's talking about Dean Martin. He idolizes Dean Martin. And he said, you know, one night my idol, Dean Martin was down at a table and he had just lost his son. And I didn't know if I should say anything to him. And we kind of gave each other this look. And so I went up and he looked up at me and he was, you know, misty eyed and teary and, I just looked at him and I said, and Norm McDonald goes, I found your son. I found your son. <laughs> oh. I was going to interrupt you, Ryan. Oh. You, you visibly see Bob Staggett just like, he just pauses and looks at Norm and goes, oh. He like looks when disgusted, you make, but he's when, at the same time like, that's a great joke. <laughs> you can make Bob Staggett uncomfortable. You've done something right because Bob Staggett is like. terribly terribly wrong terribly wrong (laughs) like you can see he's so disgusted but at the same time you can just tell he's like man that's a solid joke right there (laughs) oh man when i go to weddings when i go to weddings at this age i live for the awkwardness and the chaos of weddings i live for the terrible best man or maid of honor speeches or the guy that didn't get to be the best man, but grabs the microphone and gives a speech. Ryan's Ooh. encouraging him. Yeah, go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I do. Do it. You should have been the best man. You should have been. Get up there. Give the, a speech. The terrible dances you can tell the wedding party just doesn't want to do, but they got to be out there. I, it's just the best. I I always judge too much by the cake because you can tell when the wedding budget started running short because the first thing that goes is tasty cake. And so, <laughs> and so you've got this, that you, cause, cause you guys know, you I know you guys know you have the, the denser plasticky tasting frosting. And then you have like the whipped buttercream yes. frosting. Mm-hmm. It's too very, very now the sponge itself doesn't usually change up a whole lot. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe you'll be, there'll be some red velvet or some confetti or a nice uh, German chocolate or something like that. But the the truth, the truth is in the icing. The truth is in the icing. You're speaking my, good words. My wedding, I skimped out on the DJ. There's a guy I worked with that was a DJ. I'm like, he's like, well, oh, George, 200 bucks. I'm like, oh yeah, 200 bucks. And he was terrible. <laughs> The worst DJ in the history of How can you be that bad of a DJ? Did he just not know how to play a song? Like He wouldn't play anything anybody wanted. He kept playing like stuff you couldn't dance to. He wouldn't play slow songs or good dancing songs. It was like the worst songs possible. The only oh, songs he had was just one Black Eyed Peas record. That's all he it's had. Just, it was uh, just yeah. one song it's just Cotton Eye <laughs> Joe on repeat. <laughs> Just, oh, there, Cotton Eye Joe. And it just keeps going all night. <laughs> all right, cronies, we'll be right back. Stick around. Want to see the funniest and best moments from all the Manchild Chronicles? Be sure to follow on social media. You can find the Manchild crew on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Like and follow today so you don't miss anything that happens in the Manchild universe. All right, cronies, we're back. 
Let's play a little stories from a hat. Okay, here we go. I got some random words or phrases, and the idea is to spark some stories, and let's see what we can do here. All right, I'll pull one out of a hat here for the first one, and we will, here we go, here we go. First time driving. First Hmm. time driving. It have to be the first time driving or like? The first time One you did something first, dumb while driving. There you go. That's <laughs> well work. I will tell you my first time driving, and it is literally, I got my license. My parents, for some reason, wouldn't let me drive. My brother's been driving forever. He worked on a farm. He's been dri- in South Dakota driving since he's eight. He got his license. I let him drive all over the place. Hey, hold on. In Mike Olson's defense, he has seen you get kicked in the head by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a lot of brain injuries. There's a lot, a lot of trust in that head, man. Yes. So, okay. And you peed in a cedar chest. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. So there might be some reasons, but okay. Listen. Okay. But he didn't give me a chance. So what does that make me want to do? Be reckless. So the first time my parents forgot. I thought you were going to say drive carefully and earn their trust. But my parents forgot the keys at home. And we, my family, we didn't have a lot of money. We had basically one car. And it was a 1988 Oldsmobile Delta that (laughs) my dad brought from his dad. And I took it out. And my buddy was driving around with his parents station wagon and we thought it'd be fun to go racing because they're both V8 engines, got a lot of horsepower to them. And so we went outside of town. Hold on real quick. Hold on. Yep. Mike Olson's making sense now. Smart guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) We went outside of town on the highway and we, I just put the pedal to the metal and I, I was so far ahead of him and I just kept going. And all of a sudden, all this gray smoke started flowing in to the inside Uh of the car. And I'm like, oh, my God, what just happened? I pulled over. And uh, at the same time I pulled over, Ipswich was going to another town to a baseball game. So all these parents kept stopping. What happened, Ryan? You need help? And I'm like, everybody's calling my dad. Oh, gosh. Comes out there. Oh, my goodness. I cracked the engine. You did not. Yes, I did. Wow. And you wonder why your dad doesn't trust you with things. So they they bought a new car and they said, this is yours and Eric's now. So we had, me and Eric would ever take that car. We had to have a two gallons of water in there to keep putting in the radiator because it would overheat so fast because it was a cracked engine. It was great. Did you guys wow. not, did you, how long did you operate with a cracked radiator? Like I don't, maybe a year or two before my dad finally bought a uh, 1978 Ford LTD, just a huge gold car. Yeah. Uh, he bought, he ended up buying that for, and my brother pretty much drove that all the time. I really didn't get to drive again until I was like 17 or 18. <laughs> I messed that up. I messed that up. Shocking, Ryan. <laughs> they always brought that up when I asked them, how am I know you're not going to go out and ruin this car? Well, 
It's a good point. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> you don't you don't have to make such good valid points. Yeah. <clears throat> That's yes. awesome. Okay. Well, I'm gonna take the next one because uh <clears throat> so I was in high school. I'm not gonna do my first driving experience. I'm just gonna tell a story about a car thing. So in similar fashion, I was uh trying to find a car and a buddy of mine had a, uh, a good looking, uh, 96, I think it was a 96 Mustang. It was red and it was a stick too, which made it really fun. And so, uh, his parents liked me, they were cool. And so they were like, Hey, we want X amount for this car. Just pay us monthly until you pay it off. And you'll just essentially, we'll give you a interest-free loan. Just pay us for it when you can. So I was like, cool. So I'm driving it around, fine car. I'm taking care of it. What they didn't tell me when they agreed to this deal was that it had a pretty decent oil leak. <clears throat> and then coincidentally, uh, because it had been worked on, the oil light didn't work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so I'm driving uh, 50, 54 out towards, uh, out towards Holt Summit. And all of a sudden, I smell something. And the yellow engine light starts flashing, just cracked the block straight down the middle. I mean, it 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 was Dunsies because because when it when it um when it seized up, I was going 70, 80 miles an hour. Oh my so God. if you can imagine that torque just going, 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 and then ring. <laughs> oh. And so uh I bet that sounded horrible. Yeah, it wasn't it it wasn't great. And so then there was this awkward moment of like, well, I've only had this for a month. You didn't tell me about any of this. I guess I'm just going to give it back. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't. so that was kind of awkward, but they were, they were nice about it. So, so we weren't, so we weren't friends anymore. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> wow. Um, I have, uh, I hadn't thought about like the first time, I went driving in forever. So I've just been flooded with memories, Ryan. I appreciate that. One of them is with my grandpa, Jerry. um, And this, John, is when we were moving out of Zion Road. um, If you remember that. And we were going out to Holt Summit. And grandpa, Jerry, was helping us. And I hadn't been driving for a super long time at that point. And... Um, I wanted to drive. And so grandpa Jerry hopped in the car with me. Uh, cause I, I think I still only had my permit. Yeah. I was only 15 and we're driving down, uh, route C and I, I'm an idiot, but we're, we're going. And John, it was the, one of the first lights that you come to, um, before you get to like 179. Uh, and we're we're I'm just flying down Route C, and we're going through the light, and it was green. And as I'm going through it, it turns yellow, and I panicked, and I slammed the brakes. No. No. <laughs> like we're going through it, but I'm like, oh gosh, it's gonna turn red, and I just slammed my brakes. And so it was one of like the hardest stops. And Grandpa Jerry didn't say a word; he just went. 
Yeah, you can keep going. <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to break unless it's going to turn red. You can just drive through those. And I was like, "Okay, I'm really sorry, Grandpa." He was like, "It's fine." And I'm like, "Oh man, I don't know how he stayed so calm and collected because I could. My mom would have just screamed at me." But uh, yeah. yeah, no, it, that was good, and it was at that moment where now when i see them turn yellow i just speed up i learned it from him <laughs> that's the uh, difference between a parent and a grandparent the grandparents just well seasoned in the stupidity they're just yeah. like oh yeah this is it <laughs> this is pretty stupid <laughs> a couple funny ones i can think of so the first time i had my permit we were at our house and what do you mean the first time <laughs> well yeah. i guess yeah. the, the time i got my permit yeah. um we lived on a campground, and so we were we were at this nice house on the campground, had a two two car garage, and I had to go down to the campground for something, or my mom needed to, and I was like, I'll, "I'll go do it for you, mom. I'll go do it. I can drive. You know, we're not on any roads or anything. It's a bri- private road." She's like, "Okay, that'll be fine." So I get the keys of the van, fired up, and. You know, I put it in reverse. I just slam it, and I go right into the back of the garage door. I forgot to open the garage door. <laughs> and I just go, Ooh. and I go. This is that awkward thing where I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, uh, uh. "Is she gonna come out? Does she know? How do I cover this up? How do I make it look like I didn't do this? What How do, do I make it look like I did this? I'm just sitting in the car, dead silence, just uh. and then the door opens up, and my mom just staring what did you do <laughs> you should have you should have drove ahead and then tommy boyed it like when he opens yeah. that door what did you do what did you do <laughs> mom i walked to the campground john i gotta I first, go ahead i gotta ask you this here uh behind you for people listening john has these little things behind him and the shelf with these little nicknames on it is that terminator 2 is that the t 1,000 behind you, or what is that? That is a Dundee Award behind me right there. Oh, a Dundee Award. A Dundee. Okay. okay. What I see is the Believe, and I just mm-hmm. want to put my hand up and touch the Believe. <laughs> it inspires me. Then the Yeah, uh, I, love, I love Justin Bieber, too. <laughs> then, oh, I'm a believer. <laughs> and then the next time, uh, when I got my license the first time, within the first few months. The first, the first time you act like you The first it. time. <laughs> It was uh, like the first few few months I had my license. I had my grandpa's old grandpa car. He gave it to me. And I can't remember what it was, but we got out of school. And I was just like, I guess, just super like zoned out. And whenever we you, you get out of Jefferson City High School, it's always super busy it's along the one house. road in front of the school. And for whatever reason, I just completely blank. And like I just drift off into space while I'm driving. And I don't remember what happens. But you saw John. You saw there were people walking, and you saw your friends, and you were waving yeah. at your friends. That's what it was. I was dude. waving to my friends. I was like, hey guys, in my car. Ha ha ha! And and then I realized, oh, oh shoot, there's a car in front of me. So I go to slam on the brakes, and my foot completely misses the brake and <laughs> slips off. It hits the gas. I just slam into the back end of this pickup truck. And the worst part is the way I hit it. My car got stuck to the back bumper, so I couldn't get oh. unstuck. 
So I'm just sitting there, slammed into the back of this truck, just stuck into it while every uh, kid from high school is getting out of school guys, leaving. But imagine, he's like, uh, hey, guys, wait. So rules, pay attention when you're driving. That is the rules of the road. John, I haven't thought about it in years. <laughs> Imagine your friend waving. Hey guys, look at me! And then just smoke car. Jay's gonna do. Jay, you're gonna pass out like I did. <laughs> you're gonna go. It's happening. I can see it. <laughs> you know, John, you're like uh, you're like Gary Protier on. Uh, remember the Titans when he. Revved up the grass, the gas, mm-hmm. except he became paralyzed. Yep. So you got that did not happen to me. Oh. I was also not an all American linebacker, so that might have played a favor. <laughs> that might have. All right. Next story. I love let you, me, John. Let me draw out of the hat here. Okay. Family vacation. Family vacation. I'll start off mine. Uh, so when I was young, we never went on vacations ever. We finally went to Minneapolis one year. I was like, I think I was like eight, seven or eight years old. It's like the only vacation we ever went on. And my dad had tickets to the Minnesota Twins games for all three days. Well, I didn't want to go to the third day. So I went with my mom and we went downtown Minneapolis shopping and we got lost downtown Minneapolis. And back then there was no cell phones. There was only pay phones. My mom had no cash on her. So we sat out in front of a, some building for hours and hours. And then finally she asked somebody if she could borrow change and somebody gave her change. She called in the number we were staying at through collect and had to leave a answer on the answering machine because they were at a baseball game. We sat in front of this plaza it had to have been for five hours until somebody finally came and got us. I was crying the whole, I thought we were going to die. I was crying the whole night. Uh, oh, were you like 14, 15? Yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> it, it was so scary. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was fun. It was the worst, best vacation we ever had. Um, my family was too poor. We never went on vacation. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. I'm trying to to see what John remembers from family vacations. (laughs) I don't really have any bad family vacations come to mind. Don't have any really good ones either. (laughs) I mean, we had the float trip, John. We always did the annual float trip. Always liked going on the float mm-hmm. trips. Mm-hmm. Um, it was back in the in the what late nineties, John. So Kid Rock had just become a big thing. So I remember uh, we had a lot of obnoxious people with us, but there was a lot of Kid Rock playing. You know, bomb with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, 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 diggy the boogie. <laughs> I mean, it was a very obnoxious group of people. It was a. It was mainly my dad's side of the family, so my aunt and uncles, and yeah, lots of heavy drinking with the adults. Um, I remember on the float trips, if you passed out falling asleep, 
not good because if you fall asleep mm. outside of your tent, you're free game. And I remember <laughs> I fell asleep one time and I woke up and they had wrapped toilet paper all around me, shaving cream all over my head. Uh, yeah, that was that was horrible. As a kid, I was just major embarrassed. Um, but yeah, but then my mom <laughs> stopped wanting us to go on that because uh, it was just a big drinking fest. Um, John, what else you got? Um, I always fell asleep in my tent. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, the only one that really comes to mind is a shirt I got you one Christmas, Jay, when you came up to uh, the Wisconsin Dells after I first came here to Baraboo, Wisconsin. And Jay came up and he brought my mom with him for some reason. Terrible idea. And so we were all in my house with, uh, I think, four. Was it four at the time, Jay? Or did you only have three? I think I might have only had three at the time. I only had three kids with him at the time. And we went to a deer park here in Wisconsin Dells, which is literally just like hundreds of live deers. And you could feed them and pet them and stuff like that. And they have like a... Uh, petting area for other type of zoo animals, pigs and stuff like that. And all of a sudden we're just walking around the zoo and then Jay, for whatever reason, just slaps this pig as hard as he can in this petting zoo. (laughs) The pig just goes (laughs) You hear the the pig just starts going (laughs) squealing. And we're all so offended. We're all like, Jay, how dare you? And Jay, you know, Jay can never be wrong. He's like, what? Well, that's what you're supposed to do with pigs. You're supposed to spank them. Blah, 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 blah. Smack them on the butt and make them squeal. That's what, you're, that's what they were made for. Squeal in the Squeal, pig, squeal. And then what? For whatever reason, after he spanked that pig on the vacation, it just nothing went right. And so for Christmas that year, you know, you have the tour, the tourist trap photo where they take your photo in front of the screen with the logo of the company and everything, you know. And we bought one of those photos. And for Christmas that year, we had that photo put on a shirt and we had the words, but I ruined my family's vacation by spanking a pig at the Wisconsin Dells Deer Park. I wore that shirt proudly. He's not wrong. After I did that, like the whole vibe of the vacation changed. My mom was in a horrible mood. It it went sour. We left early. If you remember that, John, we left Mm -hmm. your house early. And my mom was just in such a bad mood. I guess I shouldn't have spanked the pig. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll admit it now, like eight years later. <laughs> it's like that Malcolm in the Middle episode where Hal takes him bowling and Lois takes him bowling and it yeah. plays out differently. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what would have happened if you would have spanked the pig and like your life just turns out yep, perfect? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one decision, that one that day. one decision. Dang it. That's probably we're not as big as Joe Rogan. Thanks a lot, Jay. Yeah. Maybe that story will help us. I don't know. Everything changed the day I spanked the pig. This is my story. (laughs) (laughs) What if I told you that spanking a pig would result in... All right. Uh, One, maybe two more here we'll do. All right. Sports. Michael, I know you got a ton of these. No, I do. I do. I do. I'll go first. Let's go. Let's go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. So... I'm playing um, uh, triple C f- uh, baseball in uh, middle school and uh, tri- triple C because it's triple C for all of you. That is the high end baseball for the really athletic baseball players. Triple C. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know it went that low, but go ahead. <laughs> but uh, so this is actually where the the decision of being a sports guy or not took the the turn. I was an okay baseball player. Like I like I could see that. Like I was an okay baseball player. Um, I was catcher. I was shortstop. Okay at both. Wasn't wasn't very. You good. know you're bad when they put you on right field like they did me. That's when they know. That's when you know you're bad at baseball. The first year I was in right field. The first year <laughs> I was in right field. You're shortstop year, though. You're, shortstop's good. That's one uh-huh. of your better defenders right there. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's, it's just community ball. Uh, it's not anything big. And, uh, I hit a, I hit a grounder, um, over to right field, get on first and I get a signal to steal second. Well, my, my time comes and I just take off running, make it in plenty of time. Foot hits the bag before, just before the ball gets into the glove of the second baseman. The only problem was in my rush to get there i slid in about three feet from the base and then in yet another bad decision um i kept my leg pretty stiff and didn't allow it to go over the base so the out so the top of my foot caught the edge of the rubber base and my ankle rolled completely oh. under and the side of my ankle touched my leg. Oh. Um, and that's when I picked up the guitar. <laughs> yep, yep. And so, so because of the adrenaline and stuff, I stood up not thinking it, cause it didn't hurt in the moment. Um, just cause I was like, you know, I'm hyped up from stealing second. So I stand up and I kid you not, I, I stand up, put, put pressure on my leg and I fall over flat to the ground. And I, I hear the, the, the third base coach, you know, are you okay? And when I throw my, you know, the, the thumbs up in the air and I stand up and uh, the next play was a foul ball. And so when he, when, when it went up in the air, obviously I, I scooted off a little bit, waiting to see if it was fair or if somebody caught it. And then it dropped, uh, uh, as it, it was real close. It was right on the line and the guy wasn't there. So I, I started to take off running and just boom, right back to the ground again. Cause I tried to run. It was my right foot too. So it was my dominant foot. And, uh, finally they yelled at me again. It's like, Hey, are you okay? And I just shook my head. No. And they came and hobbled me off, no. went to the ER and I didn't break my foot, but they said that it would have been better if I would have, because okay. every muscle, every tendon, Everything was shredded. I mean, just ground beef inside my foot. Yeah. And uh, and so it took me, uh, you know, bones, what, six, eight weeks, depending on how bad the break is. I was I was on crutches or in a boot for every bit of 12 or 14 weeks just because it took forever to for it to heal up. And then, as John so eloquently put it, I now play the guitar. <laughs> 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 so there's uh there's my there's my sports story. Hmm. Who says you can't be romantic about baseball? Yeah. I thought right when you when you said you slid in a second and that happens a lot of times people tear their Achilles tendon so I thought that's what you're going to say you tore. To be honest, I don't have. remember. I very well could have. I don't remember. Uh, cause again, so poor, couldn't go to physical therapy or anything. So just waiting around for it to heal. So. <laughs> Put some robo testing on it. <laughs> robo testing. Robo testing. <laughs> <laughs> 
so in high school football, we did a little prank on each other one year without Does everybody in here know what icy hot is? Oh, yes. Oh, so yeah. We mm-hmm. would start to play this little prank on all of each other. And it would was, was start with, you know, grabbing some icy hot and putting it on someone's back as you're putting it onto <laughs> your, your knees or whatever you're doing. And then the guy going, oh, geez. And then it'd go to, uh, <clears throat> you know, the first time they put it on my stuff, it was on my shoulder pads. And we're, I didn't know it was on there. We're going out to practice and we do this, this thing. It's called ladders. So it's like these monkey bars you got to run under. And we did it, I don't know how many times, but anyway, it was hot outside, started sweating. And oh my gosh, that started hurting so bad. The burn, the burn was so bad. So I took off my shoulder pads and I'm just, my coach is yelling at me saying he doesn't care how bad it hurts. And I'm sitting here <laughs> rolling around in this mud on the ground. And it hurts so bad. <laughs> well, I found out the kid that did it to me and I'm like, all right. So that uh, night after practice, we went, cause my friend's uh, mom was the principal at the elementary. So we had keys went into the locker room. I took the icy hot and I put it all over his jock strap. Oh, oh man. So the next day in practice, he went out there and man, he was hurting. It was Oof. really, really bad. Oh, and of course, I didn't admit to it. So everybody had to run <laughs> 300s until somebody puked that day. Oh. <laughs> Were you the one that puked, Brian? No, I, no, no. no. Wouldn't you just make yourself puke at that point? Just be, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We're done. I'll take one for the team. I did feel bad for that guy. I mean, we're like, I think we're like freshmen or sophomores at that time. That now, did this crying. guy ever find out about this or is he about to hear this and be like, he's son of a, I doubt this guy listens to this, but he, that guy was crying in practice and everything. It was bad. I didn't, I mean, I kind of, what's his bad, name? But... Shout him out. What's his name? Let's see if we can connect with him. I'll say Ryan, as name. the producer of this podcast, I'm going to advise you to be quiet right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a lot of people mad at me for running all those 300s. Yeah. <laughs> so when Ryan first was telling the story, I was like, oh, somebody's going to take this too far. And I knew it was going to be Ryan who yep. took it too far. It was going to be Ryan. <laughs> who takes it too far? Ryan takes it too far. First, it's all innocent. It's just like, ooh, I got icy hot on your back. Ooh, stop it. <laughs> put this all in your jack strap. <laughs> yep, yep. I took it to another level. I want one more story that I loved is... Uh, I was playing basketball with some buddies and I was so good. I broke his foot and that was John. Hello. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. Technically, we don't know what happened to my foot. John, it was like three times the normal size. (laughs) Did you say it still hurts? It still hurts sometimes. (laughs) When it gets cold outside, my bones hurt. Oh. So anyways, uh, I think the first time I really ever met you, Ryan, was that moment. Yes. I think. Uh, it was so in Indiana at my it house. It was in Indiana at Jay's house. Avengers Endgame was coming out. So everybody, you know, was a, a event. Great we were, that we was. were all assembling to go watch this movie because it's huge movie event. And I'm really not sociable. I like sports. And Jay has a basketball going in the backyard. So I'm like, I'm going to go shoot some hoops. Blah, blah, blah. So I go outside, start shooting hoops. Everybody comes out. We start getting competitive. I maybe jump one inch off the ground. So that's my vertical. I I don't know what happens, but I land on my foot and 
Oh man, I still don't know what was wrong with it, but we had to go to a medical we drove, store. We drove all by over looking for that. Dude. Oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> we had to go by a walking boot, and it still hurt in the walking boot. And then I finally drive all the way home to Wisconsin, and I go that Monday morning. I'm like, I'm gonna go to the emergency room and have it get looked at because it was still hurting. I go to the emergency room. I sit down on whatever, you know, the table or bed it is waiting. And while I'm sitting there, my foot just starts feeling better. And the nurse walks in. Now it doesn't hurt to touch it anymore. I can walk on it just fine. And so now she just thinks I'm crazy, you know. I'm like, oh, it wasn't a lot of pain. I could barely walk on it. I could barely touch it and blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, it seems fine. Just keep wearing that boot. Maybe it'll just keep getting better. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was his excuse for losing in basketball against us. That's probably what yeah. it was. I broke my foot. He went so far ahead to buy a walking boot. I just snapped it myself after the game. <laughs> Found a big rock and I was like, <laughs> dude, I remember it was swollen. Do you guys remember yeah. how big it got? Yes. It yes. got huge. Yeah, I felt bad. And then while we were driving, to end game, John was in such a bad mood because yes. of that boot. You guys remember that? Yes. And I hit like three <laughs> potholes and he <laughs> lost it on me. It was like the longest F word tirade I've ever heard from my brother. And he's like, if you're going to bleep and hit every bleeping pothole in my bleeping car, just pull the bleep over. Looking in the rear mirror at us, you bleeping idiot just lost it. Oh, man. To be fair, you did hit every bleeping pothole on that freaking highway. I'm just with my friends, like, all excited. Like, hey, I'm just so happy we're all together. I'm just kept looking Jay's around. Like Pedro Pascal on that meme. I was. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you were so grumpy. you got to make your own kind of music. <laughs> I was just glad that Mike and Ryan got to see that side of John because then they had sympathy for me. Mm, yeah, that's what Thank it was. You. And they thought you long. were really, and they thought you were a really bad driver because you hit every bleeping pothole on that bleeping highway. <laughs> oh, All you right. were so mad at me! All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Do you listen to the Manchild Chronicles but want more? Your answer is ManchildChronicles.com. It's the one-stop shop for everything Manchild Chronicles. You can learn more about the guys. Browse our fantastic selection of merchandise and even submit ideas or comments that could be used on the podcast. Visit today at manchildchronicles.com. All right, cronies, we're back. Let's do a little movie roulette review. Are you feeling lucky, punk? All right. I hope everybody watched the movie. It was on Disney Plus, The Big Green. I watched it with my family for family movie night, and the kids loved it. Good time. My son, Lucas, who was on the show last week, 
had a blast watching it. Uh, I want to get you guys' initial reaction before we dig into anything in this movie. Uh, Jay, I know you watched it with your family as well. How did that go? Oh, it went really good. The The kids always get excited when it's a movie we can watch as a family for movie roulette because then they feel like they get to be a part of our episode. So they, they were pretty excited. And uh, yeah, I told them guys, I was like, look, this is, this was Steve Gutenberg week. Okay. So Ryan gave us, Ryan gave us a bunch of Steve Gutenberg movies and luckily the one that won, we can watch together. (laughs) So he didn't just invent the printing press guys. He was an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Now in all fairness, you could have watched uh, three of those movies, but the big green was the most kid friendly. Yep. Yep. So yeah, no, I, we, we enjoyed watching it. Uh, Are we wanting to start our timer? Two minute timer, just go through it. Oh yeah, we can. Who's who's got the timer ready? I will do the timer. All I'll right. try to I'll try to knock mine out in two minutes here. Go ahead. Uh, Jay. Perfect. Well, within two minutes of watching the big green and uh, watching all those guys start pouring the uh, chips on their bodies and letting the birds come in and attack them, the only thing I wanted to start watching immediately was the Sandlot because I saw that kid <laughs> and yes. all I'm thinking of is you're killing me, Smalls. And immediately my brain's like the Sandlot, Little Giants, Heavyweights, the Mighty Ducks, Angels in the Outfield. So I'm like, you know, we have a fantastic run in the 90s of these family comedies, slapstick. And so, yeah, I I was pretty excited. A couple of notes. My kids were super confused on how the, the one dad was at the gas station trying to buy gas with credit. They didn't (laughs) quite understand what that was about. So I had to pause. I will make a note. I'm really glad I've been watching Ted Lasso because that has given me a new love for soccer. And so watching Steve Gutenberg as a Texan hick, you know, he was the first Ted Lasso. And so I thought that was great. Um, (laughs) Note for me and John, where in the heck did that alcoholic father storyline come from? It got too real (laughs) way too quick. I was like, what is that about? All right. Thanks, 90s. Is this my biopic? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, 90s. Um, Anyways, speaking of the 90s, I miss it. When you're looking at the, look, when you, I don't know if you guys did, I paused several times when all the parents were together. And I'm like, look at blue jeans, denim jackets, plaid, <laughs> mullets, all of those track suits. You guys remember when those track suits became popular in the 90s? Oh, yeah. The, I had all, them. Oh, Loved yeah. Them. So I was like, man, you know, what a time to be alive. Um, so anyways, oh, and then on a directing standpoint, how they would speed up the movie and they would do like mm-hmm. fast, the fast forward scenes. They did it like 30 times in that movie where they would just like speed it up real quick. And so I just thought that was funny. Oh, oh, oh I'm getting rushed here. Okay. So the last part here, I will say for this small town, it was the most diverse small town I've ever seen. <laughs> they made sure they make sure to have two black twin girls one Chinese boy, one Spanish boy. So anyway, A plus to the casting directors. They did a great job. Great movie. Um, for for what the movie was, you know, I'll, I'll give it two and a half out of five stars. Uh, it's enjoyable. Watch it with your family. My kids would give it a four out of five. Cool. Okay. John, you want to go last or do you want to go next? I can go next. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say on the movie. Um 
It's directed by Holly Goldberg Sloan. Fun fact about this movie, it's the first film to be directed by a female for Disney Productions. So this was the first film Interesting. that Disney allowed a female to be the director of. So I thought that so was you're saying that's what led us to Kathleen Kennedy. That is what <laughs> led us. Thank you. <laughs> It took till 1995 to allow a female to direct a movie for Disney. Kind of like what Jay hinted at, I got a lot of uh, Ted Lasso vibes from like the overall plot, like uh, the big green walk so Ted Lasso could run type of thing, you know? Yeah. British teacher comes in to teach uh, dumb Americans how to play. It's like a reverse Ted Lasso, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Honestly, it didn't engage me too much. I was pretty bored watching it. My six-year-old really loved it. He thought it was really good. My four-year-old couldn't keep her attention at all. She was out in like 10 minutes, which is probably typical for that type of movie. But I was really bored watching it throughout. Uh, I just going to get past how depressing that town was to live in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like... One step above post-apocalyptic, almost. Like you just saw every every building was run down, all the dead grass, everything was just run down. And then it's just all of a sudden, like, hey, we're gonna start playing soccer. Oh, by the way, we're gonna have a game now. We're an official team. It just seemed like it happened in the same time when they just started practicing soccer. Like it just went, and then it just became what it is. Um, thank God for Juan. Was that his name, Juan? Yeah. Juan. Yeah. yeah. Thank God for that kid. Oh, thank God <laughs> for the Spaniard life. boy. Football for, uh, is life. For Jamie Tart right there. Uh, yeah. Hey, Danny that, Rojas. For Danny Rojas and yeah. Jamie Tart and Roy Kent. Hey, Kaylin. Other than that, it was, uh, I would give it one and a half out of four stars. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Um, a lot of similar to John. I mean, I've seen this movie several times over the years. Um, enjoyed it a lot more as a kid. It's a very, very dry start. And I know that's the point of the movie because it's a small town. It's nothing going on. The factory closed, the whole deal, you know, whatever. Um, but what I will say, not to sound like a like a preachy parent or whatever, but we don't have as as many movies or shows anymore that are wholesome for our kids to watch. And so at the end of the day, I'll, I'll take a wholesome movie that's boring over some of the stuff they're putting out nowadays anyway. Um, but it, it's a fun, you know, like Jay said, it's a slapstick movie or whatever. Glad it happened. Uh, it led to a lot of other good movies, but the big green is the, uh, the runt of the litter to all the movies that, that Jay listed. Um, to be perfectly honest, like uh, one Steve Gutenberg movie that um, went unmentioned was with the Olsen twins. Uh, it takes two where they switch places at summer camp. And yeah. I would even rather watch that. Trip? Nope. No, it, it takes, takes two. two. It's like parent trip. Kirstie Alley and Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I would rather watch that, um, which I would think that's the next one up on the list out of all the ones that Jay, Jay said, but um, still a good movie overall. My kids enjoy it. Um, so uh, I'd give it, again, giving it uh, probably more than it's due just based on its clean Disney content and its 90s nostalgia. I'll give it a three and a half. 
right. Quick, quick hot take before we answer. How old do you guys think Steve Gutenberg was when that movie was made? How old do you guys think he was? Well, 35. in the in the movie, it was 1979 in that billboard when they won that championship, and that was 1995. So he would have been in his early 30s in that movie is what he's supposed to be. But I think he was like in his, I would guess in his late 30s. He was 36. I thought he looked way older in that movie. Yeah, he I did. thought he was like yeah. in his 40s almost. He did. I, was like, I was like, what's the age gap between him and this teacher? Like 20 plus years? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Well, so you I know, looked it up and he was only looked, 36. 36 older when he made that movie. And she was like 22. So I think it was still a pretty big age gap. Yikes. I was just like, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, what is he like in his 40s? And they're making him this hot, hot macho man. People looked older back then, just like the golden deputy girls. dog. <laughs> All right. So you guys talked about how the uh, movies from that era, it was actually called the golden era for kids sports movies. And let me give you this rundown. This movie came out in 1995. Let me give you the rundown in numerical order of when movies came out. Believe it or not, it started with Ladybugs starring Ronnie Dangerfield in 1992, Mighty Ducks in 92. Banger. The Sandlot, 93. Rookie of the Year, 93. Little Giants, 94. Banger. Angels in the Outfield, 94. Banger. Little Big League, 94. I don't know. That's when he that's when he's uh manages the take the twins. Banger. His, his grandpa Banger. gives them the twins. That one's good. That one's yeah. good. Yeah. And Big Green in 95 was the last of the Ugh. golden era for kids' sports movies. Uh unless you go when was Air Bud? Air Bud so came saying, out in ninety-eight. So- I was just so saying, it's like the episodes. It. It's like the episode sixty-nine of sports movies, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go over some of the cast in this movie because some of these might surprise you. Obviously, Steve Gutenberg, uh, famous for Police Academy, Short Circuit, Cocoon, and uh, the Printing Press. I don't even know what I wrote down here. Um, and then you had Olivia. Uh, Abba, Olivia de Abba, who was the the female in that movie. You may know her from a little show called The Wonder Years. She was Kevin Arnold's sister in that show. Oh, no way! She was also the main actress in Conan the Destroyer with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, nice. Very nice. Your two minutes are almost up. That's fine. No, that's fine. Keep going. I like this. Uh, one is actually became a very good collegiate soccer player and <laughs> pro soccer, pro soccer player. He is now the assistant coach for soccer at Furman College, where he went to school at. That passes. Larry Patrick Reyna, who was from Sandlot and son-in-law, good follow on TikTok too, by the way. Uh, his buddy in that movie, uh, the actor. His name is Chauncey Lopid Lopadil or Lopadi. He was Squints. God, God bless you. He was Squints. He's the he's the kid with yeah. the glasses in this movie. That was Squints. Yeah, Sandlot who got the lifeguard to make out with him. I know. As mm-hmm. soon as I saw him, I was like, I want to go watch the Sandlot. Well, I had to look that up because when I saw him right away, I was like, Is that Ernie from Billy Madison? That's who I thought it was right away. The kid who peed his pants, but it wasn't. Uh. And then little Newt in that movie, Bug Howell, 
Alfalfa from Little Alfalfa. Rascals. Yeah. Okay. So that that was the cast. So pretty good cast. Uh, a lot of them were in some pretty decent movies. <laughs> what I wanted to know in that movie, though, what it was a it was a good movie. I liked the movie. I gave it a three out of five. Uh, feel good movie. My kids loved it. They were engaged. Uh, my wife was on her phone a lot during the movie. Um, but are you calling her out right now? Yes. <laughs> so we're not supposed to be on our phones during family movie night. Anyways, small town factory. How does that make down. you feel? Small town factory closed down. Everybody's on hard times, right? This this teacher hard comes times, in. Daddy, hard times. This teacher comes in from England for a a assignment to teach she for somehow gets this town half a year half where a they, year i think she they said. combine yeah, little kids year. they combine little kids and big kids in this school there's no high schoolers in this town you, there's not you don't see one in the whole movie but they do this miraculous thing they win they win it all this uh whatever little soccer league they were in and what happens after that what happens to one the teacher, she leaves. She goes back to England, obviously. Mm-hmm. What happens to St- Steve Gutenberg? Like, he lost I all that weight. Is, he kills himself. Yeah, but he's done with life. Yeah, I think this is the uh, origin story to Children of the Corn. And that yeah. takes over. <laughs> <laughs> they all turn bitter and angry after, after she leaves. She left us. We have to support ourselves. Uh, we got done with this movie. My son immediately went and grabbed Cheetos and wanted to go outside and pour them on himself and have the birds eat them like the opening scene. He was infatuated with that. He still is. I told him, if we have an old bag of chips, I'll let you do that. But I can't guarantee you birds are going to fly on you. Brian, um, you're going to come home from work and Luke's on the roof and he's got he's so covered in chips and birds are attacking him. Dad! <laughs> <laughs> But uh, like Jay said, this is a, a wholesome, good family fun movie. That whole, all those movies I listed in the golden era, uh, they're all good to watch. Uh, new movies on Disney aren't so good to watch. These are. Uh, so I, I do highly recommend it with your family. Uh, I watched this as, uh, I guess it came out in 95, so I was a teenager. But uh, I did like the movie when it came out. So three out of five for me. Now, talking about how the big green was like the end of the year Air was kicking and screaming, trying to reboot it and it didn't hit it or ah, it just didn't quite hit. I like kicking and screaming. Yeah, Here's but it like wasn't going to launch a whole new era. No, 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 man. This was a, I watched this movie and I just, it just kept popping in my head. Like how many, it just, you know, it's just, you watch that and you're like, this is like, how many movies came out around this time? Right. And they just kept were hits. They just kept coming out and they made, I mean, they didn't make a ton of money in the box up because they kept making money. Though. I like how they were like, let's have a kid be a baseball pitcher. And he has an yeah. arm that shoots really good. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. What else should we do? Let's have him now own a team and manage them. <laughs> <laughs> let's have, let's have <clears throat> the angels be actual angels. Yeah. Good times. Well, all right. Well, that's it for uh movie roulette. My favorite game. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with top 10. This next segment of the Manchild Chronicles is brought to you by the Wrestle Chat Podcast. Rollins with the heist of the century. Climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Oh, my witness. He is broken in half. Iconic 
moments, unforgettable matches, memories that last a lifetime. When it comes to professional wrestling, if you are talking about it, we are talking about it. Over on the Wrestle Chat Podcast with new episodes every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Listen wherever you listen to the Man Child Chronicles or watch it on YouTube at Wrestle Chat Podcast. All right, cronies, let's play top 10. It's time to play Top 10. Join the guys as they pick a topic, discuss, debate, then decide the best of the best. Get ready, because here we go. Tonight, cronies, our Top 10 is the worst things of summer. Not the best things of summer. This is the worst. Because the older you get, the more you hate summer. Tonight's order Michael, John, Jay, and Ryan. Okay. Are you guys ready? Let's keep it nice. Let's keep it nice and tight. Number 10 ice cream trucks. Number nine summer heat. Number eight natural disasters. Number seven bugs. Number six, powder poisoning. Number five, how much fatter I look and less clothing. (laughs) Uh, uh, Number four, sunburns. Number three, being outside and neighbors coming over to talk to you. Number two, sundresses. Number one, Chafing. John, you got a lot from my list. <laughs> this, this one's fun. Michael, I'm very curious. Uh, sundresses are one of my favorite things about summer. So well, we'll, 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 we'll get there. To break it down. Yeah, we'll have to break it down when we get there. But we're going to come back around the horn and we're going to say number 10. I said ice cream trucks. Another why? interesting one. Because I've had to learn multiple times that they're always pedophiles. That's why. <laughs> not only not. So as a kid, you love ice cream trucks. As an adult, you hate them because one, the people who run it are creeps. Number two, the ice cream is super expensive and it's not good. Yep. It's not, and your kids are just like, please, please. And I'm no. like, I've got nice gallons like of different flavors in the yes. freezer. We can spruce them up with with cherries and yes. whipped cream and have this awesome ice cream sundae. And they're like, no, we want seven bucks to go buy cardboard ice cream. And I'm we like, what's have wrong the with same you? drumstick in the freezer right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to say that I've never ran into a pedophile on an ice cream truck, but I also wasn't a very good looking kid. So that could have played into it. <laughs> uh, but I did not like when it's really hot outside, how fast the ice cream melts after you get it. Yeah. Like you got to eat through it quick or you let it melt. Oh, it's, all yeah, over it's you. just running down your arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That takes us right to number nine here, summer heat. Once spring ends and oh. you get the heat of summer and now everything becomes miserable, what you do outside, it's no longer fun. It's fun for a few weeks and you're like, okay, let's be outside. 10 minutes later, let's go back inside to the AC. Yep. Did, yeah, did anyone the- say anything about sweating? No, well, yeah, no, so that goes with the heat. Yeah. Well, okay. Heat. Well, I know. I, I just want to make sure. So we can talk about it now. Yeah. 
sweating the sweat from the summer heat, especially when you live in humidity. Yes. Like when I go to Missouri, it's miserable to be outside. Yep. The it'll be like armpit, 65 man. degrees. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. but 110% humidity. You're it's you're outside for five for five minutes and you're just drenched yourself in sweat. I hated being outside when I was in the Midwest. It is miserable. You can't you can't enjoy you could like John said, you can if you live in Missouri. You can only, if you have a deck, you can only enjoy it for about four weeks in the spring and maybe four <laughs> or five weeks in the fall slash winter time. And that's it. Otherwise, it's too humid outside or there's too many bugs. It's miserable. It is called misery. John, how's the humidity in Wisconsin? Curiosity. You have probably two weeks where it's unbearable, like Missouri. And then mm-hmm. after that, it's pretty freaking sweet to be honest in, in august yeah mid august yeah like it's like july august you have two weeks where you're like this sucks and then it just breaks and then you're back down to like beautiful 50 60 nice. degree weather at night and it's comfortable to be outside and all that jazz cool uh coming right into number eight then natural disasters uh talk about tornado and hurricane season i mean it they're already talking about like they're prepare, you know, East coast for five hurricanes this year. And they're tracking all these different tropical storms. Welcome to summertime. It's time for time for natural disasters to come kill people. Yep. Welcome to uh, Missouri and Trino Alley, where every night your kids worry there's a tornado coming through town. You got to wake up a hundred times. Yep. Whenever there's a storm is miserable. When you grow up there, you just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I die, I die. <laughs> yeah, Big everyone deal. did in Jeff City. Like my I always grew up hearing no tornadoes will never hit Jeff City because you know we have the river. Yeah, that didn't really pan out in what 2018, 2019 when that one yep. touchdown. Oh <laughs> man. Took out a quarter of the city. Yeah. yeah. Oh horrible. Hold back the river. Number seven, bugs. There, bugs. I don't care where you live, there's Name nothing em. worse than bugs. Ugh. You spiders, got, mosquitoes. Yes. Mosquitoes to me are the worst because no, no, wrong. No, listen, listen, wrong. you listen. I'm from South Dakota. You guys down here, your mosquitoes are gigantic. They leave you alone. Up there, there's billions and trillions of them, and they all eat you. It is miserable. Trust me. Yeah, except exchange that for chiggers. Chiggers. <laughs> In oh, the Missouri. You just walk to your car and take one step into the grass, and your whole leg is screwed for a week. Yeah, my kids, when we went to Missouri last year in July, my kids were playing outside a lot it's with so their bad. grandma and grandpa, and they were just covered in like these chiggers and bug bites all over. And I, for a second, thought like it was bed bugs, like there was something attacking them at night in the beds, you know? So I was like, What's going on? Like, why are they all just covered? And nope, it was just them playing and lollygagging in the grass and all that stuff. Yeah, we we were just in Jeff City and we had to go out to this pretty rural place for a wedding. And what we got covered in was ticks. I promise you, we pulled off 20 ticks each. They were hiding behind our ears. They were in our hair. 
and I thought I got them all. Oh. And I go and I lift up my shirt and I've got one right on my belly. Stunk, it bit in and I'm like, you idiot. And so I had to get Boy, that talk thing about a on. fun game for a husband and wife, though. Let's find the ticks, honey. <laughs> Let's find the ticks, babe. <laughs> but then he actually finds them. And just, Wait, you find oh, them oh and it totally takes the mood away. Because I thought the same thing. Like, ooh, this will be fun. Nope, we're finding ticks everywhere. <laughs> I hate bugs. Spiders scare the crap out of me. Um, the mosquitoes are horrible. Ticks, chiggers, you name it. But when you said bugs, that was like my 101 top thing I hate about the summer. Also, when it gets hot outside, wasp nest everywhere. Oh, the wasps are yes. everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Those are the worst. I'm probably more afraid of a wasp being in me than I am somebody pointing a gun in my face. Yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ryan's like, I can fight the gun. I can't fight the wasp. Yeah. <laughs> you ever tried to hit a wasp? Have you ever tried to dodge a bullet? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the bullet would be easier to hit than the wasp. I don't know. All right. Who had number uh, six? You Michael. did. <laughs> Michael. No, Michael. Oh, because oh, Ryan did bugs. Sorry, my bad. Uh, number six, powder poisoning. Um, in the summer, Gold Bond is your friend. That minty, fresh taste and flavor and feel on, on your bum hole. It's fantastic. Love the it. problem is, is when you use it for multiple days in a row, uh, it, 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 it starts doing things to, to your bum hole. It, it, uh, it, I don't know how you much sure detail. I, you sure about that? You sure about, sure about that? that? Um, <laughs> And, and I, I think, I think I was doing it wrong. Cause I think more than, I think more than should have. Were you probably, trying to beer chug it? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, with you're not supposed to put it in there. Yeah. I think maybe in my, my, my squat for coverage, uh, it, it might've just opened. How are you, op- I just, I'm op- trying to imagine you applying this and you're squatting <laughs> down. What are you doing? <laughs> I think just more than was supposed to enter on the amber just enters the chasm. His wife just squeezes the bottle. <laughs> I'm, I'm upside. You're over it. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing a handstand on the wall and then legs open. Um, but no, I think more than should have entered the chasm, and <gasps> that that's weird. So uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess powder yeah, that is weird. Powder poison. You don't. You know TMI. too much. You know how to know when too much enters the chasm, Mike? You let out a fart, and if a bunch of dust flies out, <laughs> you did a little too much. Dude, oh, in Mike's defense, I know what he means by overpowdering. I've never had like it go inside of me, so I don't. I can't relate to that. All I know is I. Ryan, it was when I was working with you in Jeff City, and I would chafe so bad. Yeah, and well, one day on. I was to that one. I had a well. It's talking about Gold Bond, but I had this major limp, and Ryan's like, "Dude, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Dude, I am just hurting so bad." And Ryan's like, "Do you not use Gold Bond?" And I was like, "No, what are you talking about?" And Ryan opened up an entire. Like he blew my mind. He introduced me to the gold bond, took me yep. behind the water heater, showed me how to apply it and everything. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. You're what? a great friend. Well, no wonder, Mike. Did you ever do that for Michael Ryan? I have helped. I have helped. You so were many like people. a father to me, and you didn't show me what I needed. <laughs> He's poisoning himself because you never showed up. If there's one thing I did in my life, it has helped all those people with that walk. I knew exactly what it was, <laughs> yep. and I showed them the way. 
<laughs> this is the way. You showed me the way, and I was so grateful. Uh, Outer poisoning. Uh, number five, I put how much fatter I look in less clothing. I do no, not know any man. other way to word that. But there's something nice about winter when you can just put these big, Layer big layers, layers of clothing on you. You yes. think you look good. You probably still look fat in all honesty, but you think you look good. No, but it's yeah, a smooth crazy. kind of fat. But then it's when a summer, kind of fat. Then when summer hits, you start to take off those layers because it's hot. The shirts are a lot tighter. The shorts you're wearing are a lot tighter. You're just like, oh, I should lose some weight. Yeah, people can will see I? Your- no. They see all your rolls, your belly button outline. Like, it's just terrible your wife I, says you don't look good in your clothing that makes you go buy new ones I will, when it's when it's 90 degrees i will still put a hoodie on every once in a while just because i don't feel like wearing that t-shirt <laughs> i love when we get to wear hoodies and jackets and vests and just keep it going the best mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right i'm up uh number five where was I? Oh, sunburns. Oh, the sunburns. Isn't that what I had? I don't think you picked sunburns. Yeah, you picked sunburns. Did yeah, number know? five. No, number four. Number four. Number four. Sunburns. Sorry about that. Sunburns. Oh, my goodness. I don't know about you all, but I am a white boy. I do not tan. I burn so bad that I when I peel... Um, I go right back to whiter than I was before, and it it's like I my skin won't do it, so I have to just load up with sunblock and sunscreen. But it's already happened this year where I go walking at work. I'm outside for, I don't know, 45 minutes, and I come in, and I'm already so red and just burning. My neck burns. My ears burn. It's horrible. I now have sun. I have work sunscreen. If I'm going to go outside, I got to make sure. Hold on, everyone. Maybe make sure I put my sunscreen on. Hey, hey Powder, did you get that sunscreen on before you yeah. went outside? Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> Ryan, can you show Jay how to use sunscreen? Uh, it's terrible. I hate sunburns. And oh, my kids got lit up. They went to someone's house the other day, and Channing is just like me. And they were swimming in a pool, and he was he had no shirt on. He has been burned for two weeks, just tender to the touch. It's finally peeling. Um, and so now he's going right back to his white body, but he's going to put on sunscreen from here on out. The pools are the worst because you don't know how bad you're getting burned. Yep. Just destroys you. Wait, we Interesting. Went, we went, go ahead. Interesting factoid. They've now developed some type of sunscreen that I can't remember exactly how it works, but it'll like turn a color or it'll do something when you need to reapply. So it's like a visual uh, indicator that you need to reapply sunscreen. Jay, why are you wearing blackface? No, it's just just sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I swear. It turns charcoal when I need to apply more, I swear. Yeah. (laughs) When we were young, we went to the, my dad never goes swimming. I don't think my dad knows how to swim. But for some reason, he decided, my mom must have got mad at him. So he came to the beach with us one time and he That's literally nice. just put a blanket down and laid down and slept the entire time we were there. Oh, he was so, I mean, he probably should have went to, he was so red. Oh. He had got, he had his glasses on and where his hands were folded over. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was. Oh my! I remember how much pain he was. He, I still bring that up to him. Today. He wakes up. He's like, "That was such a peaceful nap. What a great idea, <laughs> dear." Then he tries move. to move, and he's just like, "Ah!" His yeah, it was bad. just cracks. Oh. It was like it was like uh did you guys ever watch um Summer Rental with John Candy? It was like yes. that bad that bad nice. burn. I had one of those sunburns one time. I went on a float trip and I stayed shirtless and wore above the knee uh uh shorts and <clears throat> I was a teenager fe- feeling invincible this that whatever. I d- I wasn't even able to get back in the car and I was like almost purple. Like it was, it was bad. And I, I must've got sun poisoning or something. My entire back had like, like oil, like, like a quarter blisters. inch boils, blisters, blisters yep, on them. Yep. I had sun poisoning. I laid in bed for like four days. I have vague memories of like hallucinations. I would wake up like, you know, I would sleep for hours, like six hours, wake up, be in tons of pain hallucinate i mean no regular sleep because i was so messed up so i'd wake up at like two in the morning then i'd then i'd wake up at one in the afternoon and it was just all this weird stuff and i said never again and now i've got uh, an unknown amount of money and artwork on my body that i'm not going to screw up either so do you think so, that was from your sunburn or do you think it was just too much gold bond up your butt? And you that's what I was wondering. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a it mixture of both. Well, because the, the gold bond would have come off in the water. So I think we're going to have to go with the sun. Now, when you okay. say above the knee shorts, are you talking like a speedo or <laughs> like? <laughs> I said above the knee. The rest is up to you. <laughs> All right. Number three. In the summertime, you get you have to do more chores. And what happens when you're outside more with doing chores, uh, out there with the kids, the neighbors are out. What do neighbors always want to do? Why is everybody always friendly that you live around? They all have to come over and talk to you, see how you're doing, what's going on. I don't want anybody to come talk to me. It's the worst. I agree. That is my number one right there. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> well, but mine was tied into yard work. Like I had yard work on my list. I hadn't even thought about the aspect of the neighbors that want to come talk to you. Mm-hmm. I, I live in a subdivision. There's one neighbor that I like, and it's the sweet old lady next door named Miss Ruth. And my kids will go talk to Miss Ruth. It makes her day. Um, she'll come visit with us. Any of the other neighbors, they're creepy. I don't like them. I don't like the creepy guy next door. And he always wants to walk over and try to have a conversation. And I'm like, yeah, I'm busy, bud. I got to go. I've got things to do. I have to just cut it short. I got some ice cream for you in my basement. You could, you he could give off that vibe. If, if he's creepy, you should probably at least attempt to be nice to him just in case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't say hello to me. I'm fine. I'm just, I'm to the point where if I'm mowing my lawn and all of a sudden all these neighbors start coming out, I will just stop mid-mow yes. and go inside until nobody's outside anymore. Mm-hmm. Same with my kids playing. All of a sudden, all these kids and other parents start coming out. I'm like, we're going inside. But all the other, we're going inside right We're now. going inside. Get in right, right now. So we've lived in this house where I'm at now for almost eight years, and we've had the same neighbors for probably the whole time. And there's a one summer, probably two summers ago, we were replacing our front porch. And we're, you know, tearing out all the boards, putting them back on stuff. And my father-in-law's there help, helping me out. And this guy who lives up the road, 
he's lived there the whole time. He comes up and he just stands like at the end of her sidewalk, just staring at us <laughs> while we're trying to replace all these boards. <laughs> and finally, after like a couple minutes, I'm like, what's going on? What you need? And he's like, Oh, I'm just seeing what y'all are doing. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're placing the front porch. What do you need? He's like, oh, I'm just checking out. How long have you guys lived here? I'm like, six years. What do you need? <laughs> he couldn't take the hint. But then my father-in-law will talk to anybody and talk about everything. So then yeah, Rob, to, I can just see yeah, and then, then they just start talking it off and they probably became best friends. I literally think I saw Rob here last week on vacation visiting that guy. He didn't even say hello to us. <laughs> and it is just it's just funny. It's just like why why does that intrigue you to come have a conversation with me, man? <laughs> no, I I do gotta say if there's any neighbors of mine listening to this, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about those other neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Number two. Most controversial S- one. Sundresses. Yeah, I like to hear this explanation because those are some of the best things about summer. <laughs> When so, my wife wears her sundresses. Good so, job, Brian. Good job, Brian. Good, good save. Here's the thing. I enjoy the sundresses. What I don't enjoy is the inevitable alimony. And so I'm <laughs> <laughs> sundresses are oh, nothing man. but are nothing but a bear trap. There's a large piece of meat there, but then as soon as I go for it, the jaws snap shut. And there's nothing you can do about it. So sundresses, worst thing about summer. How many kids do you have again, Mike? How many kids? That are me and my wife's? Yeah. (laughs) Four. Four. (laughs) Was that four different sundress outfits? It was. It was, yeah. (laughs) Yep. The only song playing through my head right now is Dumb Ways to Die. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Mike talking. Good job. And number one, I put the chafing that occurs. The chafing. During the summertime. No matter, sometimes, no matter how much gold bond you use or you forget to put it on that one nice summer day because oh. you're rushing in, in to do something and it comes back to a vengeance. There's nothing worse than getting a nice chafing and then walking around like you're saddling a horse all day long. And I swear it's so bad. Sometimes you go home and you sit down and you look and you, you swear that there's blood down there. Like, there has to be. I had to have watched <laughs> a so gallon of blood today. My leg is split in half. I know it is. Oh. And then it's not. You just go to so bed, bad. but you're just like, <laughs> yep. I just want to go to sleep and wake oh, up and, and have it be on. And you, and you don't want to take the work. shower at the end of the day and it just yeah. burns when the water oh. runs over it. And you don't want to work the next day, but you always have to work the next day. And yep. It is the worst. And you just pray to God that you heal just enough overnight. <laughs> I just you need a little survive. bit of healing. <laughs> Oh, and then and then you hurt so bad, and yeah, you, John says you're walking like you're riding a horse, but you don't. In your mind, you're like, I gotta walk normal. Everybody's gonna think they're gonna think something's up my butt or something. So you try to walk normal, and it is the worst pain in the world. 
Does that ever happen to you when you walk like that? Somebody say, "Hey, right, something up with your butt." Nobody ever says that, but I think everybody. I swear, you know everybody's everyone's thinking, thinking it. it, John. Yeah. Everyone's just it's like thinking they're like, it. "Hey, Ryan, how's your day?" And all he's hearing is something up with your butt. <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with your walk? Are you okay? And when I, when Ryan yeah, be- asked me, I thought I was masking it. I thought I was walking normal, but Ryan knew. He was like, "Jay, you're a fat guy. Come with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what to do." <laughs> I know that ima- now I'm imagining Ryan taking you to the uh, family restroom and putting you yeah. up on the baby changing station. Okay, Ryan, <laughs> gold body, you. <laughs> it's uh, still Jade. The door opens to the bathroom, and it's like the beginning of like an Usher video or something. It's just this billowing smoke that comes out. Ryan's like LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cronies. Before we get off the rails too much here. Until next time. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time. 